0: Teaching in your 20s. Do I really know what I'm doing? Am I making a difference? How do I find the perfect work-life balance? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Teaching in Your 20s podcast. I am your host, Christina Himmelho, and in today's episode, we are talking about something a little bit different than usual. It's not so much on the specific teaching topic, but I have had some requests to talk about my experience teaching abroad, how I did that, how it was, and kind of just like how I found myself back in Spain. So today's episode is going to to be way more of just like a chit chat as opposed to giving advice and whatnot. So I'm super, super excited to just tell you guys all about my experience in Spain and how I was able to First, work here as an English teaching assistant, and then how now I have found a job teaching kindergarten at an American school. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I actually am sitting in my apartment in Madrid right now recording this episode, which is so crazy for me to say out loud. I actually just arrived here on Saturday and I'm filming this episode super last minute, (laughs) so it's very much in real time. But yeah, I just got here and I actually started working. Working on Tuesday of this past week and my students start to come on Wednesday. But Let's go ahead and backtrack a little bit so I can tell you guys about how I was able to make it to Spain after graduating. So, as you guys probably know, I got my undergraduate degree in elementary education. I continued on to get my master's degree in instruction and curriculum kind of at the same time. Now, I had always had in my head that I wanted to move to Spain, which is very weird because I feel like it's very random. Ever since high school, kind of, I think, was when I was like, okay, I kind of want to live abroad. My mom had done something similar when she was around 22 she went and she got her master's degree in spanish in sevilla which is in the south of spain and so i think i took a little inspiration from her but mainly i don't know i just it's something that i always had in my head which is kind of weird i don't really have like a huge reason i i definitely wanted to live in a spanish-speaking country because my mother is colombian but i did not grow up speaking that much spanish so i never really felt fluent enough i had visited colombia a couple of times where my family is from and you know i liked it to visit but i kind of knew that i didn't want to live there long term but that's when i started to look into programs in spain and i feel like this whole like teaching English thing has always been in the back of my head because when I was in college my sophomore year of college actually that summer I went on a trip to Costa Rica and I taught English there for two weeks and that trip I actually just found on Google so that kind of gets into how did I hear about teaching in Spain how did I even find a program and all of that stuff Literally through Google. I went on Google and I was like programs to teach abroad in Spain and a million different programs show up. So I'm not going to go into crazy detail about that in today's episode because if not, it would be way too long. But there are a couple programs off the top of my head that I can tell you guys about when you Google teaching in Spain programs. There are so many ones that show up all of them I mean I've heard good things about a lot of them so there's the I think the biggest one that a lot of people do that I would highly recommend looking into if you're interested in moving to Spain is the NALCAP program the NALCAP program basically and that is in partnership with the government of spain and so you're given a student visa to come over to spain and you have the option to put in preferences for the cities that you want to be in but nothing's guaranteed they end up choosing like what school you're going to be at and you're placed kind of wherever they need you there's that program there also is the Medeas program M-E-D-D-E-A-S there are a couple of other ones that I mean you guys will see when you google it I went through an interview process and actually the program that I ended up doing when I first came to Spain is a super super small one that I I'm not really going to talk about because I don't recommend it that much. I definitely recommend the more well-known programs, but it's, it's very, very similar, very similar experience from what I had heard from other friends that were doing different programs. So basically you go through an interview process where they kind of ask you about your teaching experience. Also, by the way, you do not have to have teaching experience to apply and a lot of people did not study education who I know that became language assistants here. And so it's like a pretty quick and easy interview process. Then you go through the visa process, which is very long and stressful. Um, But yeah, so that's how I found out about my program. And yeah, so I just kind of made the leap of faith and came over to Madrid. So I started working at a private Catholic school and I was giving classes. I was giving English classes basically to preschool primary school, which is elementary school, and just working with those two groups of students. So as a language assistant, your responsibilities are basically just to be there to provide support. And a lot of the times I was working in small groups with the students, just doing conversational activities. Um, But as the year went on, since I studied education and had done my internship already, I did end up taking over and doing a lot of lessons in the classroom, which was really fun for me because That's what I love to do, all the teaching stuff. I completely fell in love with Spain, in love with Madrid. The reason that I love Madrid so much, and I mean, I feel like this is pretty common in a lot of European cities, is the walkability of the city. I mean, it's incredible just to be able to go outside and walk and go to a coffee shop and just see, like, the beautiful buildings and be surrounded by so many people at all times, go shopping and... I mean, there's just, there's so much to do. There's so many free museums to go to. There's the huge Retiro Park that's so beautiful, and I would love to, like, go picnic there and all of that stuff, and I obviously love speaking Spanish. If you're wondering how I made friends, honestly, it was so, so, so random, and I think that being in a big city definitely aided me in being able to make friends here because, When i first got to spain i had never even traveled to spain before and so i had no idea what to expect and i had been to other countries in europe and in the uk but i had never been to spain before and so i did not know a single soul when i first came here which is so crazy to me i had met my roommate on facebook and things ended up going really well with her which was nice like we're still friends now i met a lot of friends from teachers that worked at the school that I was at, and then like those people knew a whole bunch of people. Actually, I got really lucky because there were two girls who were interning at my school at the time. They were Spanish-speaking, like they were from Madrid. I'm still very close with them, and so coming back to Spain now, like I feel like I have a whole group of people that I've come back to, which is really, really nice. A lot of meeting people from people and just kind of forcing myself to go out and saying yes to every opportunity because you never know who you're gonna meet from a certain friend. The culture here is just incredible also because there's such a balance between work and life and it's so much more about working to be able to live rather than living to work, which I feel like we kind of get caught up in in the United States. I really fell in love with Spain, I fell in love with the people and the lifestyle and I'm telling you like the biggest thing for me is being able to go and walk outside and go anywhere that I wanna go. A museum a cafe meet up with some friends for lunch dinner whatever and there's always people out like even during the week everyone is always like out socializing and that's something that is like super important to me is being able to hang out with people and have that social interaction during the week as well instead of just you know going home and watching Netflix and doing nothing um, which is definitely necessary sometimes but I really loved I just I love Spain so much I can only say good things about it so that's basically how I ended up coming to Spain and it's really really crazy to me thinking about it now because I only lived here for about eight or nine months. And this was the 2021 to 2022 school year. I ended up applying for positions back in Florida because I really wanted to have my own classroom and have that whole experience. And I remember leaving Spain for the first time and being like, well, I can always come back if I want to, but I also was so, so, so sad leaving Spain um, and coming back to the US, and the reason I say it's, like, so crazy is because I think about how I have lived in the United States my whole entire life, and somehow eight or nine months of living in Spain, I feel like it's, like, completely changed the trajectory of my life and the things that I want out of life and just my whole viewpoint on everything has changed a lot after living in spain for even such a short period of time yeah so i ended up coming back to the united states and i worked in a title one school as a kindergarten teacher you know having all the responsibilities and everything and i loved it i mean i obviously love teaching it was a very very stressful year i think first year teaching is always really difficult, and especially just at a Title I school and with all that is demanded, it was definitely necessary for me to work in the U.S. before applying for a full-time position in Spain. So it's funny to me because whenever people ask me about, oh, like, how did you find this job? Like, this is amazing. How did you find it? I feel like there should be this, like, crazy elaborate explanation as to how I found a job like oh I knew somebody from somebody from when I lived in Spain before but it's really as simple as I went on Google and I did my research I actually ended up finding a website that had just all of the international schools in Spain so I looked at a lot of different types of schools I looked at bilingual schools I looked at international schools i looked at american schools i looked at british schools i would go onto their websites and there's always not always, but usually a section for contact us or work with us. Usually there was an email address and I I would send an email to each school basically saying, explaining that I was working as a kindergarten teacher now in the States and that I was really interested in moving to Madrid, that I had worked and lived there before as a language assistant, that I was interested in looking for a position. And these websites didn't necessarily say that there were jobs available. I was just like, well, I'm going to apply anyways because What's the worst that's going to happen? Nothing. I mean, the worst that's going to happen is they're going to tell you no, but usually the worst that happens is that they just don't ever respond to you. Um, But along with that kind of little explanation and background as to who I was and why I wanted to move back to Madrid to teach, I sent a very nice little letter of intent and my CV. So I think that it definitely had helped. Me in the process of looking for a job that I had already lived in Spain before, I definitely don't think that's a requirement. I think a lot of times schools are looking for three to five years of experience in the United States, which I obviously didn't have. I only had the one year under my belt, but I mean, my story goes to show that you should apply no matter what, just in case, because you never know. And that's exactly what happened with me. One of the schools ended up reaching out to me and following up for an interview, and I had a very simple, really, interview process. I had to do a personality interview, and then after the personality interview, I was kind of offered the job. It was, it was a little bit crazy. And I actually remember going to work this past week and talking to some of the new teachers that were there. And we were all like, Oh, like what was your visa process? Like, how was it? And we were kind of talking about how the interview process was very, very different than what it was like in the United States for us. So I don't know if it's just specific to this school that it's not like, as structured and scary of an interview process. So I ended up having a couple of Zoom meetings with HR and then this past summer I had an interview, not an interview, it was more of a meeting with the principal of the kindergarten preschool part of the school. And yeah, I mean it was difficult because I was working full-time while I was applying and I would wake up at like 5 a.m., to be taking these interviews before going to work all day long. So it was exhausting, but I definitely will say that it's worth it. I don't know. I think that I just kind of had it in my head, like, Christina, there's no other option. You're moving back to Spain. And that really pushed me to put myself out there as much as I could and continue following up with these schools and just doing whatever it took to get myself there. Like, it's almost like I didn't give myself another option. I started working at this school on Tuesday. I am super, super, super excited already. I am working with a lot of people that are around my age. Most of the staff is from the United States. And actually, I think it's a requirement at any American school, at least in Madrid, that 80% or more of their faculty or staff are from the United States in order for them to consider themselves and keep the title of American School. There are two new teachers that are also in the elementary school area with me, and like we ride the bus together to work, which, okay, this is also a big difference than in the United States, obviously taking public transportation. But even further, this school has like a private bus that takes the teachers in, so it meets at like a very central bus stop and then all of us teachers get on the bus and it's about like 30 of us like there's a lot of us that ride this bus and so it's like you already have this community of people that you talk to on the bus ride and then everyone is getting lunch together this week that's also a big difference at this school is that I don't know if it's just that it's a private school and like this is how things are but the school provides you lunch every single day and it's like very typical Spanish lunch And it's actually pretty good. And also even like little things, like I was like, oh, like, when do we get our keys to our classroom? And they're like, oh, like, we'll give it to you eventually. Like, don't worry. And I was like, okay. So like, I don't need to lock my door or anything. And like, there's no lockdown drills. There's no worry about security and safety of these students because, you know, things that happen in the U S just, they don't happen here. Like people don't, People aren't worried about that because those types of things don't happen. That's been an interesting adjustment because I feel like I was so used to like making sure my door was locked every single day and seeing like our SRO on campus and all of that stuff. Basically right now, I mean, I, like I said, I'm really excited, but also I haven't even started with the kids yet. So right now I do have 16 students though, which is really a great class size for kindergarten, I think. And the school has an assistant that is split between the two kindergarten classrooms. So I'll have some help in my room when I need it, which is really nice. And yeah, I mean, I've really just been doing all the classroom setup stuff, which if you guys don't follow me on YouTube, definitely go subscribe because I've been uploading all about like my journey coming to Spain and I have a lot of classroom videos up from last year, being a first year teacher. And then I just uploaded my first like classroom setup little vlog and I'll be uploading another one, a part two, and then first day slash first week of school stuff, which is crazy. Like I can't believe we are already here. But um, I definitely want to do a future episode about all the differences between the school in, in Spain and in the schools in the U.S. Um, obviously, I can only speak to my experience, but I think it's super interesting just the difference in the culture and how schools are run and all of that stuff, and also, like, the similarities. Like, so, so many things are so similar and so typical to a school setting that I think are really funny. I think that pretty much sums up my whole moving to Spain, how I got here the first time, how I'm here now, kind of just, like, my story of working in spain and living in another country moving to another country if you guys do want more episodes like this please 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 let me know in the q a section of the comments if you're listening on spotify and make sure to rate the podcast as well i would love to hear your guys's feedback hear what you guys want to listen to in future episodes. I hope that you guys have enjoyed listening to today's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you guys in next week's episode of Teaching in Your 20s.